BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM. Episode number 448. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Fenak. We missed the last episode because you were lounging, weren't you? You know, I I didn't want to go to Mexico. I really didn't. My wife made me, and um, I didn't want to drink all that tequila and sit in the sun, and um, it was all against my will. So Yeah, yeah. You're a diehard worker. But I escaped. I, I dug a tunnel, came back to Canada. I escaped. <laughs> we're, we're good. Yeah, I got a little wet. <laughs> little, little. Yeah, this is a few spots here. So, awesome. Okay, well, let's jump right into this because holy smokes, we've got lots to, care, uh, to share today. Uh, what do you want to start with? Well, let's start with the Fast Easy SMX Advanced is coming back in June. It is free. Uh, do it. But I'm going to make one suggestion about SMX Advanced. In previous years, I would basically book the days off work and do it like just do the live online stuff and get it done in two days. And then last year I said, well, I'm going to be smarter about this and I'm going to do like one or two sessions a day or a week or whatever and uh, do it over time. And um, <laughs> yeah, that didn't go so well. I think I saw one or two sessions in total because work and life and it all just gets in the way and you procrastinate and then before long, it just doesn't happen. So my recommendation, if you're anything like me, God help you, but also uh, maybe maybe book the day or two off and uh, and actually sit through the sessions in one long stretch and uh, you'll probably get the most out of it. But anyways, it's free and it's back and um, I hope to be there. Well, not, I, I you didn't know. check. Is it all online? It's all online like last year. Um, it sounds like everything will be available on demand afterwards. Uh, same as last year, if you, anyone attended and, you know, even if you're not a, uh, an SEO, if you're just trying to learn a little bit here and there, like check it out, see what their, their sessions will be and, and find ones that seem the most important to you. I mean, you'll, I mean, I always learn something there's, it doesn't matter how much, you know, you're going to learn something. So it's, it's worth it. Yeah. And, and I bet there'll be for, a... looking for a drinking game, wait for the comments and stuff where people are asking questions and then just drink every time you heard to say, it depends. You, you won't last very long. You'll last <laughs> one session. <laughs> Especially if it's the Google one. Uh, oh, well, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. I, uh, I miss going to them, kind of. Yeah, I'm with you. I've only been to the one years ago in person. And it was fun and not, and yeah. I don't know, it was, it was, there were a lot of good aspects to it for sure. For sure there were, but. Yeah, it's, we're not the most socially driven people. So <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was good enough. Um, 
in terms of seeing some of my old colleagues and stuff, I do like that. Um, I do like the rush I get when I get back. I usually have lots of good ideas. It's nice to get a, a bit of a refresh. Um, typically, those have fallen off the wagon pretty quickly because I got sucked back into my daily grind. But I have learned a lot through those uh conferences so well it can spark ideas even if you don't learn anything it sparks ideas and ways of thinking and mm -hmm. you can look at things from a different perspective sometimes so it they help they definitely help i think yeah i think so all right so now into the seo news uh google has released an update to reviews it's the april 23 april 2023 reviews update uh this is an interesting one i i thought the article on search roundtable was really good but um I think what was the most interesting was it was going beyond product reviews and the ones that were reviews weren't necessarily just the classic review pages. There were also people who were like one site took a hit that was talking about some of the best places to travel to. Um, so it wasn't so much a product review as a review esque website and it took a hit. Um, Google's cracking down pretty hard. What else did you take out of that? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, before, you know, it was, you know, your standard Amazon review site. So it didn't really affect, well, it affected a lot of people, but, um, you know, this certainly broadens that a lot. Like any, uh, this new update is designed to evaluate, you know, reviews on articles, posts, pages, um, anything about anything, really, uh, anything about uh, products, services, things, brands, uh, media, so like TV shows, movies, uh, businesses, you name it, if you're reviewing or comparing to of anything, really, you could be affected by this update. So a lot of the same rules apply, like with the product review updates, make sure your, your content is, we've talked about this a lot, but make sure it's, you know, very unique and very authoritative and, and you have uh, uh, supporting data and all kinds of stuff to make sure that your reviews and comparisons are, are top notch and you should be fine. But I was thinking about this and it's like, wow, this this could even affect us. This is like one of these first weird reviews that could affect us. Because I'm sure if we go back into our the Stepforth blog, we have a post or several posts over the years comparing different SEO tools, comparing Zenu Link Sleuth with Screaming Frog, probably, you know, like old content, which I don't think it'll really affect us because it's, it's older historic content. But it's the types of things we write about sometimes. And um, if those are holding up our rankings, we're in real trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, similar types of art. We might want to write an article in the future comparing Ahrefs with uh, SEMrush or something. I mean, that could happen. And then, you know, we have to take this into consideration, whereas before we might not have. Um, I mean, we wouldn't have to, though, because we'd be doing it from a thought leadership position. It's like, true. for example, one of the sites that got hit, that one I was mentioning that... Uh, talked about the best pl things to do in different places or best places to travel. It got hit hard, uh, possibly because the AI detection score on the site was 100%. So it's not to say those those analysis engines are perfect, but uh, it does sound awfully like that website was driven entirely by AI. And there's no thought leadership there. It's not True. a person who's actually gone to the place and reviewed them or done the things necessarily. They probably inhaled that information from other websites and put it in there. Uh, you know, you, 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 I'm sure you can get away with it sometimes, but ultimately you'd want to do it right. And uh, if we were to do reviews, we'd, we would do it right because we want to make sure we're not looking stupid and we present our best face forward. 
Uh, but those websites tend to, if they're completely driven by AI, maybe automatically generated from scratch, from, from scratch, who knows? You know, one thing about AI, and this is totally not in our notes, but it happened to me last night. I was on Reddit and I don't know if you use Reddit much, but it can be a huge rabbit hole that goes into yeah. oblivion. And I stumbled on an article or not an article, a, a post or whatever. And they had used a chat GPT detection tool and thought, well, let's see what happens for fun. And they put in the U.S. Constitution, pasted that into the yeah. tool to detect it. And it was 99% AI, the tool. Well, it. And I know, I knew they traveled through time into the future <laughs> and had chat GPT write the Constitution and then go back. And But it really got me thinking like, and I never really looked at it from this perspective before, but really technical documents like uh, any kind of legal speak or uh, probably even like instruction manuals and user manuals for things. I bet they'll, I haven't tried them. But I bet they'll all come up as AI generated. So I'm wondering how these tools and how Google is going to get around that, because there's certainly a legit reason for handwritten human created content to look AI. Like, anyways, yeah. it's kind of one on the side. You mentioned lawyers. This is a tangent, but it's interesting how they're um, they're a perfect use case for AI. Not well, nearly perfect. There's certainly incidences where it wouldn't work, but. Um, they're actually piloting a program somewhere where a person, a human will literally be in, in the court, but they'll have an ear earbud in and the AI will tell them what to say. Wow. Yeah. But this person acts as the lawyer, but the lawyer is actually the AI because I mean, really it's, uh, I'm the lawyer, so I can't say this with any certainty, but I, I imagine a fair portion of being a lawyer is remembering all the different laws <laughs> and <laughs> protecting your clients. So I would imagine that's really just content. Um, when it comes down to the trickier stuff, obviously that would not work, but um, it's really interesting. And I think that, that uh, that's another example where uh, AI is really going to make a difference. Hopefully for the positive, they won't be charging $300 an hour for that. So what you're saying is when I, when I go to court for my murder conviction, I'm kidding, obviously, um, I'll just get an AI earbud. I won't even need a lawyer. There you are. AI, AI can defend me. That's perfect. Just make sure it's charged. Yeah, battery will die for sure. I'm <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Anyway, pretty interesting stuff. Um, anyway, that update has hit a lot of people really hard in the review realm. Um, Glenn Gabe has been posting a lot about this and uh it's yeah people are seeing massive plummeting in rankings not a good marketplace to be in it, it's it's quite the shakeup. it's been a long haul of positive results over the years so i imagine it's so rife with people that were doing crap that a lot of money is being lost on the flip side to that though i'm assuming there are a lot of people out there as well who do a good job and are being very handsomely rewarded for this as well. True. And so the people the that you... really put in the effort, they're, they're laughing right now. And it's one of the things I love about how we do our work for SEO. We don't like to do the, the tricks, the stuff that is going to get in Google's way and really doesn't follow their guidelines. And as a result, when things like this hit, when our clients always succeed, they always end up on the positive side, unless there's some freak issue. But yeah, I would say it's very safe to say always they succeed because they've been doing it right. And uh, I love that. I mean, 
it's it's really nice to see the the playing field level out. So here's a big one. Google is building an all new search engine. Project Magi. Leave it to them to make it all sound all fantasy like. <laughs> anyway, um, it's of course powered by none other none other than AI. Um, it's going to include brand new features. It's going to be more personalized. It's going to quote un anticipate users' needs. Um, we'll see about that. Uh, Bing is certainly doing a lot of that right now. We'll talk about that next, actually. Um, there is no timeline for release. It's in its early stages. And you can bet your bottom dollar that whatever's released is going to be released in careful stages. Um, like I was talking to Scott before this. We were discussing how this could change our industry, and we'll talk more about that too. But they're going to have to be careful. There's a lot of shareholders a lot of shareholders out there that are going to feel this if they don't do it right. Uh, I can't even imagine how badly they could screw this up. So what were some of the other uh, parts of this project that, that are going to be included, Scott? Um, well, I don't know. There, there were some new projects on the go, and I don't know if they're actually going to be included as part of this or if these are other ah. side projects that uh, Google has on the go. Gotcha. Um, but they do, you know, they're they're working on, Google Earth mapping technology changes, utilizing AI with that and and using AI to search for music through a conversation with a chatbot. Uh, a, a project called, I'm going to say Jiffy or Giphy, if you will. Um, G-I-F-I. I know that's a long uh, debate. How do you pronounce mm -hmm. that? But anyways, uh, this project would use AI to generate images in Google image results, which kind of is interesting. You do an image search. Are you just going to get AI generated images randomly? in the result live real time, that could be good or bad. I, I don't know how I think about that yet. Um, could be interesting for sure. Uh, they have another project on the goal call on the go called Tivoli tutor, Tivoli, maybe T I V O L I Tivoli, <laughs> whatever. Tivoli, Tivoli. Yeah. Um, it would teach users a new language through open-ended AI text conversations, which that could be pretty cool. I'd like, I'm curious to see how that goes. And then there's search along, which would also let, users ask chatbot questions while surfing the web through Chrome. Um, just all neat features that, you know, who knows, maybe these will be incorporated into the new search engine. Maybe these will be incorporated into the current search or there'll be standalone applications or plugins or extensions, who knows, but um, just some stuff Google's working on. And it's, it's alarming reading about predictions from pretty smart people in our industry uh, that have more time to think about this than I do. Um, they're predicting that AI is going to completely change the landscape of SEO in a different, in, in more so than we ever thought. Um, like, because it will be so personalized search, we won't see the classic listings. and Or it, it's going to be so personally driven that it's going to be very difficult to have any influence over them. So SEO, it's going to take a real hit. It's going to have to be re-engineered re how we do SEO. And I'm okay with that. I love change to a degree. Um, but boy, we're going to have to be on our, we're going to in the hot seat, man. This is going to be very interesting how this is going to play out. Um, as it is, I'm trying to drive all you guys in-house here to uh, use some new technologies to take us to the next level. 
uh, for some of our existing clients who are finding it more competitive. But this is going to be, again, next level. It's fascinating and a little spooky at the same time. Uh, I don't know. What are, Did you have any thoughts on where this might go? You know, I, it's hard to predict, especially because they don't have a timeline. Like, But I feel like we are going to see the major changes within the next couple of years anyways. I don't know how fast they can roll something like this out. It's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious because I couldn't find any clear definition here if this project will be uh, a standalone separate search engine or ultimately a replacement for what we see currently at Google. Uh, you know, will they run side by side or is it going to be this is all in at some point? Um, I kind of suspect they'll run it on its own maybe for a few years and then it'll just take over completely. So maybe sense. the... Yeah, so yeah. maybe there'll be some buffer there where you know we can lean on the old while we adapt to the new. Um, <laughs> I don't know; it's it, it's hard to say, but I, I love and hate it at the same time, you know. Well, and because they have to follow so many more legal limit limitations there and shareholder limitations, they're going to be slower to innovate. They're going to struggle to innovate, even though they yeah. got all the, the minds there over these smaller startups. So. Uh, I'd say it's almost as certain as it can be um, that the search engine landscape will be much more competitive. There's going to be many more search engines that we're all going to have to use for more specific uh, what's the word for it? I consider them as different tools. One of them might be like an ancestry that's focused entirely on history. Another one might be focused entirely on uh, being a handyman, like all the stuff around your house. I mean, if they could really focus these things into something more powerful than Google could possibly do by itself. Always different search verticals or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's going to be dramatic, the changes we're going to see. And businesses that are all in on search We'll have to make sure they're with a company that's going to be on top of that. Um, and I know we will. We have to be. Um, but either way, it's it's been nerve-wracking, especially for those, like I said, who have a, a lot of their uh, income coming from search. Uh, many businesses have moved only to search and have taken and shut down their brick-and-mortar stores, especially during COVID. And uh, they got to be a little worried about this, I would expect. Not that that's going to be immediate. You just got to keep on top of it and uh, we'll do our best to keep you on top of it through the show. Uh, but it's going to run pretty quickly and uh, twice a month, it's going to be a bit tough to fill you in on everything. So do watch places like search engine Roundtable, uh, search engine land, and, and just keep an eye on what's going on. Uh, now this is really cool. I, I wasn't, when I was at search Roundtable, uh, I got a kick out of this. I clicked on the Bing tab just so that, well, you know, Bing is a little more prevalent these days in the news. Maybe they got something that's happening. And lo and behold, there were a couple things to add. Oh my God. So Bing chat is able to process book size documents. And this kind of blew my mind. So essentially, I'm just going to read this again before I, I say it, just so I'm absolutely sure. But if you open your paper in Microsoft Edge, and this is noted by Ethan Mollick, uh, who posted this on Twitter. The Bing AI sidebar can read the PDF and you can ask it questions about the paper. It literally reads it like 
quickly book size documents. That's amazing. I mean, that is, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface of how cool all this is, is going to be for all of us. And, and annoying too, I imagine, but uh, we don't need Clippy everywhere, but this is going to be kind of cool. I, 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 I can't even imagine it from a pure research standpoint. Um, I know, actually, I use the example of Ancestry. Um, my wife's more into it than me. I started off being the most into it, but now she's way off on another level. But, you know, there's a lot of documents we have to search from reasoning Ancestry or, or we're looking through old newspapers or we're looking through old documents. If AI can read that better and find information for us faster, that's going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, it, it's a game changer, quite literally. Um, it's going to make res uh, any kind of research project. Yeah, it's going to be hugely time-saving. Yeah. Um, according to Mikhail Perikin, I'm not sure who that is. Maybe he's at Bing. Um, there was some confusion before this. I before I, I should pre preface this that Ethan was sure if they were it was just reading parts of the PDF or and just the first pages or the whole thing. Well, Mikhail says currently it reads from the beginning up to brackets by now fairly large context size. Soon we will, yeah, must be Bing. Soon we will be, we will be releasing the sliding window-like processing that would allow operations, summarize, summarizations, etc., even on book-sized documents. By the way, it doesn't have to be a PDF. Any document. Wow, that's that's awesome. It really is awesome, and um, I love. No, I'm never. I'm not a big fan of uh, Microsoft or Google. Um, I, I'm a fan of what they can innovate, though, and this is just amazing. Uh, and, and this is the kind of thing that they're able to launch now. The Google, you don't see this in Chrome. They're really making leaps fast, and they're leaving Google in the dust. It's kind of cool. I like seeing that. All right, what's next? I don't know. I just clicked on the Yahoo tab. There's not much there. Anyways. <laughs> I just have to say the headline, the most recent Yahoo headline from the beginning of February. So survey says most think Yahoo won't be able to compete in search. I could have told you that. Anyways, okay. Well, um, where were we? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy an AI startup and all of a sudden they'll be important again. You know, you never know, right? Maybe they'll be in the forefront again soon. Yeah. Um, so here's a, a fairly quick one. Um, if you have a shopping website, uh, Google is now displaying more information regarding shipping and return information in the search results. Uh, they did kind of expand this a little bit and now they've expanded it further. So this is as of April 17th, uh, shipping and return information in search results are starting to appear. And it is in the US only, of course, right? <laughs> uh, if you if you wanna be included in this, it's you just have to include uh, shipping details, the shipping details property in your structured markup under offers. And if you don't have it, you will see it as a warning in Search Console starting, I guess, starting on the 17th of April. Uh, so that might start to show up as a warning. It doesn't mean your products won't be displayed anymore. It just means you won't have that extra information appearing. So, you know, pretty straightforward stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, something to be aware of. Add shipping details markup. Well, it and... is a part of the sales process. They're wise yep. to, to include that. So that's great. I find it exceedingly frustrating. Um, in fact, there's a, a tool we use called Lucky Orange um, occasionally for uh, looking at 
content on a site to see whether or not it's, you know, the conversion elements of it, watching player playthroughs of people's uh, mice, their mice, their mouse as they go over the page. Anyway, one of the things that it tracks are rage clicks. And mm. uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, for me, a rage click is when I'm trying to find that price of shipping. I mean, they should just have a calculator somewhere I can just put in my postal code and find out if it's worthwhile. You mean you don't want to go through the whole cart process and add all your information and billing information and credit card information and then find out what you have to pay for shipping? <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you like it that way? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's, yeah, like, what is it? Like, easily 50% of the time they ask you for all that contact info before you find out shipping. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. After I do get the zip code, off. zip code or postal code, sure, because they fine. need to know where it's going. But that should be enough, right? Yeah, it should be. Exactly. And I think it is enough, honestly. They're just trying to get the rest of it. So they can send you spam. Actually, when you click on the button every time that says, so-and-so wants to know your location, do you allow or disallow? Mm. Just clicking allow should be enough to have them give you accurate shipping information. Well, depending if you want to ship to where you are. Yes. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Google and video. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Fennack. So uh, this is another Google News, of course. Uh, video must be main content to appear as thumbnail, kind of summarizes it quite well, but um, this is from Search Engine Land. Um, the change here is that previously Google would occasionally show a video thumbnail beside your search listing if the video was simply on the page, uh, which was nice, uh, was one of the benefits of having video on the pages we, we, when we talked to clients. Now the videos will only appear in the search listing if it is deemed the main content of the page. Um, I think that's a shame, but whatever. Maybe that'll change. But what does main content mean? Uh, the quote here... I'm, do you know where you got the quote from? The search engine land. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me try to trace exactly where who said that. Yeah, who said it? Anyway, quote: Search determines if a video is the primary content on a web page based on several factors, including the location of video on the page. Unquote. I know, that was that me. was by a Google spokesperson. Yeah. Literally, that, so so I, that's why I didn't include it. I didn't include it. They yeah, didn't even deserve their own name. Poor guy or uh, gal or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. They, yeah, feel bad for them. Yeah. Um, 
I love how it doesn't really answer the question though. They, no. they, they kind of skirt around. So what is the main content? How do you determine it? It's a mystery. Um, Location it, of video on the page. So I guess, yeah. you know, they don't want to tell us too much because we could find out something important. Whatever. If you've got if you've got a video near the top of the page, it's scaled to the full size, and it's like contains the <laughs> main content for that page. It's probably the main video or the main. Yeah, if there's no other content on the page, we'll let you have it. There yeah. You if you got lots of content, uh, well, I don't know. I guess I don't. Hopefully, common sense is enough. Ooh, maybe it's it 50, will be fifty. Ooh. And then then it's sub main. Mm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, okay. I'm gonna say it again. More Bing news. I know. This right? is like the best day of your life. I know. It is. It is. Sad. Okay. Um, this is uh, about private domain registration in SEO. So when you register a domain, oftentimes now you're given, I don't even know why they do it free, but like Namecheap where I go to, they give you free who is privacy. There must be a benefit to that. Maybe it's because it's easier, it's harder for people to reach out to you and take you away from them. I don't know. Anyways, there must be a benefit because now it's free. Um, a benefit to the companies, I mean. Anyways, part of it was, you know, should we turn on privacy or does that affect SEO? That was one question from Michael uh, Didrian. Sorry, I'm probably messing that up, Michael. But um, he wants to know, should we make the who is information for our domain public for gaining trust from Bing bots? Well, kudos to him, first of all, for asking about Bing bots. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, for, for Bichi, uh from Bing replied in a generalized way. What shocking, I know. Well, whether or not you should utilize who is largely depends on your situation. If you are in the process of starting a website from the ground up, neglecting the s small details could be detrimental to your success. Who is data helps us establishing trust and gaining knowledge. Hmm. Um, so what does that mean? Well, uh, actually go to the article. It's a pretty funny reply. There's a, um, Barry, Barry followed up and he says, are you saying private domain registration has some sort of impact on Bing search rankings? Um, for beach canal, uh, for beachy, for beach. I, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm messing, butchering that. I'm sure it's French, but it says, well, more than the meta keywords. And he puts a little winky emoji in less than most of everything else. All right. When dealing with many new domains on a daily basis, having dependable ownership information, individual or organization with a positive track record can assist our machine learning in building trust. All right. So take that if you will. I'd say that means yes. If you're new, if you're freshly out there, making your domain information public is a good thing. It does kind of make sense because if you are a scammer and or whatever, and you've got a thousand scam websites out there, you're going to hide that information. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tie that to a name. So, but if you've got your real name public, you you know it does add a bit of trust. For well, I mean, no humans are really looking at that stuff. But if they did, I would trust somebody that said their name rather than you know had it all hidden. I guess so. I, mean, I guess I'm sort of shocked that it matters in that. Doesn't Bing also have registrar status like Google does? Can't they just see that information either way? I don't know. That's a good point. Who knows? Um, all right. Ooh, this is big news. <laughs> all right, take the next one. It's almost big news. Yeah, <laughs> Google's removing the mobile-friendly test tool. So what that means is 
your site doesn't have to be mobile friendly. Nobody cares. No, no, it doesn't mean that. It means it's still critically important that your site be mobile friendly, but Google wants to help you a little bit less in figuring out if it is or not, I guess. Um, but, you know, rather than a tool, I guess they figured it was better to uh, add a section on their page experience or a section on page experience. So their helpful content guide, and they've revised their page about page experience. So that doesn't really help, but um, <laughs> well, I, I guess. And, and to be fair, they're probably doing that because they pushed it out there. They made this a big deal. And now there's tons of tools out there and even, yeah. even GT metrics, all these guys have it built in. So I guess there isn't much of a point for being there. Yeah, I guess that's like fair tease enough. Them. <laughs> I, I, it's fair enough. I mean, I, I don't like them taking it away simply because I use it when I do website audits. And when I do a website audit, you know, it's just a quick, dirty, easy way to see if a page is mobile friendly. And it's uh, presumably quite accurate. Um, and now I just have to do something different. I have to change, which isn't going to be any harder or take any more time. It just have to change. I don't like change. It makes me angry. And I <laughs> hate it when Google cancels things and they do it every time and every SEO 101, we rant okay, about them okay. canceling Calm something. Calm ah, okay. <laughs> Google. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go. whip through this last, last few here. Um, we've got a deadline here. So Google FAQ snippets drop for many sites on April 5th. That does suck. This is a reporting from Glenn Gabe via Twitter. Uh, appears to have begun reducing FAQ snippets in search of the most notable reductions found in mobile. This, for all we know, could be... Uh, testing. Um, maybe they found FAQ snippets were being less used and being, I don't know, who knows, but it is interesting that we're seeing less of those right now. I'm still going to be all on board. Everyone else should be as well. And in, in marking up their FAQ snippets with schema markup and uh, giving Google every opportunity to, to identify them and list them. Keep it up. And this I found funny. Uh, Google web spam. Spam brain caught five times more spam in 2022 versus 2021 and 200 times more spam compared to 2018. Now, the reason I find it funny is because Google says 99% of visits to Google search were spam free. Um, <laughs> how do they know that really? I mean, well, why do they serve it? If they know it, they wouldn't have served it. Exactly. And have they been serving spam for a long time? Yes, they have. Maybe they so serve spam on purpose as a test. To one percent of visitors, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny where they get the stuff from, but um, and there's a few other stats there we can't get into. But really, the point is they're getting more spam, and we are seeing that. I do see it a little better. Obviously, uh, it depends on your search, though. Sometimes they just don't understand what you're searching for, and then that just gets weird. You get stupid results. Um, there's a Google, and in the local SEO realm, there's a Google Business Profile Manager search and dashboard bug that's hiding businesses. Now, the quick and the short of this is, if you're using your Google Business Profile Manager to manage your locations, locations plural, um, that's the only reason you'd be using it, don't bother anymore. Just go to the business, search the business name in Google search, and you'll find them. And if you've got the rights to edit, that'll appear. Boom, done. You don't need to use Google Business Profile Manager anymore. The news here, though, is if you are, sometimes things are being hidden, even though you do have the rights to use it. And it's just because it's being deprecated. Clearly, Google business profiles are not, like, the manager is not getting any updates and troubleshooting anymore. It's just going by the wayside. And you want to quickly whip off this last one? 
Yeah, last one's pretty simple. Uh, they did announce this in 07 that uh, you should block your search result pages for internal searches. So if someone's on your website, they do a search, those result pages they get should be blocked to Google. If they are not blocked, at the very least, John Mueller actually went on a Reddit rant saying at least block those that don't serve any results. Um, otherwise, it could be basically an infinite crawl of everything. And um, worst case scenario, if you have to keep some of those indexed, limit those to a, a, a limited set of hand-selected URLs, maybe for a specific product type or uh, something very specific that could act more like a category page. But generally, the verdict stands, block your search result pages. Awesome. Yeah, and I can only, you know, it's funny, this Google or John went on a rant. I'm surprised he's not on rants all the time. The stuff he must have to deal with. It's just, yeah. I mean, the dude has to be uh, stressed out. I <laughs> Dealing with a lot of people and you, uh, from a Google perspective must be very hard. Anyway, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company's senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you would like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. It's been quiet in there. We'd love to see some questions from you and we'll proudly air them on the show. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.